everybody. Welcome to the Stepping Off Now podcast. I'm Kendra. You may have noticed that my cover art is different. After a year of doing this podcast, I decided that it was time to refresh that cover art. And I'm probably going to do a couple other things around that idea of refresh for this podcast. One of those things is that I'm going to try to be more consistent in promoting the podcast. I kind of fell off doing that in the latter half of last year, mainly because my sweet spot is making content. That's my preference to doing what I consider like a secondary content creation, which is the stuff that you make for marketing purposes. To me, that relies too much on extrinsic motivations, like whether or not I'm going to get likes, whether or not I'm going to get more listens on a particular podcast episode. And I'm just genuinely not motivated by these kinds of extrinsic things. I am primarily motivated by intrinsic factors. So anything I do for extrinsic motivations is going to not be fun for me. It's not going to be motivating, which means it's going to be draining. So one of the things I've been thinking about a lot lately is how can I make promotion something I do that's based on intrinsic motivations. Another thing I'm thinking about doing is adding some different types of episodes to the podcast. Right now I have two main types of episodes, the solo episodes and the interview episodes. And I don't know. I'm I'm not sure exactly what a third kind of episode, what that would look like. If you have any ideas for me, please let me know. Even if they seem really wacky and out there, you know, just run them by me and maybe it will inspire something. Today's episode is going to be a little bit in that vein of trying something new. And it's based on an experience I had this week writing my weekly blog post. As I've talked about before, I consider my blog to be the core of my creative practice in terms of my business-related creativity. So I divide my creative practice into two streams, I guess you could call them, that interact with each other but aren't really the same thing. And one is my work for this business, which includes my blog and my podcast and all the research that I do around creativity and high sensitivity and all that stuff. And then the other stream is, of course, my fiction. So the blog, I'm a writer, and the blog is where I kind of figure out what I think about things. I'm also a discovery writer, which means that I don't really plan what I'm going to write. I don't really know what it is until I've actually written it. This is what's known as the intuitive style of writing, And the other style is the rational style, which is where you kind of plan things out through an outline and you have a pretty clear idea of where you're headed and then you write the thing. That's not how I work. If I already know what I'm going to write, I lose motivation because it's like, well, what's the point of writing it? (laughs) It's that intrinsic motivation thing again. It's that I, I, I like the feeling of discovering things through writing to me that for whatever reason is, is, really the the core joy of my life, I would say, and the core of my creative practice for both my business-related stuff and my fiction. So anyway, my point is, is that I was writing a blog post, and it was loosely based around this idea of it not being too late or never being too late to achieve your creative dreams. And usually my blog posts run around 800 words. For some reason, (laughs) this one was finished 
in less than 250 words. I mean, it was just finished. And I was sitting there looking at it and thinking, I need to write more. This needs to be longer. It needs to match my other blog posts. But if there's one thing that I have developed over the last year, it's a capacity to let my creativity be what it's going to be, to not try to direct it too much or at all, and to trust my instincts. And everything was telling me that this blog post was done at 250 words. So because my blog is a place of experimentation, I was able to say, well, that's totally fine. And maybe this is the dawn of a new type of blog post, like a micro blog type of thing. I mean, sure, if that's what ends up happening, if that's what's coming out of me, that's fine. I'm open to letting my creativity express itself in the way that it wants to. So then I started thinking, well, maybe I could do shorter podcast episodes that sort of follow along with this blog post, which is one of those encouraging types of blog posts. So it's it's not informative. It's not based on research. It's just a piece of writing that you can read and hopefully it will make you feel better and encourage you to work towards achieving your creative dreams, which is what I'm all about here on this podcast and in my other work. So that's what I decided I would talk about today in this podcast. Of course, I've done a really long lead-in to to it now, so it's it's not necessarily going to be a super short podcast. But let's give this a try. I want to emphasize something here at the outset, because this is the theme of this episode, and really it's the theme of most of the work that I do, and that is that it is not too late. I know that a lot of my listeners are in their 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. So a lot of you out there listening are in those decades of life that you could call the middle decades, where you imagine that you're supposed to have the feeling of having arrived in life, of having accomplished something by that time, of having built something for yourself. And you get to these middle decades, and these are the decades of the flowering of whatever it is that you built. For example, you're supposed to be like mid-career. But that's not true for a lot of us, or at least it's not true in the sense of our creative dreams for ourselves. There are many, many, many people out there who have seen their 20s go by, their 30s go by, even their 40s or 50s or more decades. And they're still feeling chronically creatively unfulfilled and like they just haven't managed to tap into that creative potential that they believe in their hearts that they have. They know, they know that they're creative, but but they begin to doubt it over the years because they have nothing to show for it or nothing that in their mind represents achievement in that area. So maybe they have a hobby, like maybe like me, they've they've always written, they've always been writing something, but but they haven't achieved their true dream of feeling like they've stepped into that identity of being a writer, of being an artist. It's not too late. It's never too late. But it's easy to think that it is. Certainly, that's what our culture wants us to think, that we have a limited amount of time when we're young to really start in on something, to gain a foothold, to start developing our life path. And if we haven't done that by the time we're in our 30s or 40s, We might as well not try. I had a friend who, this was when we were in our 30s, wanted to start a band, lifelong dream of being a musician. He had worked very, very hard since college 
You know, he hadn't had the privilege of getting music lessons as a kid that hadn't been offered to him. So he started late in college and in his 30s wanted to start a band. And I remember him saying to me, but I'm kind of old. I'm kind of too old. You look around and you see the people who are starting bands and being successful. They're much younger. And he wasn't wrong because that is what we see. When we look out at the popular culture, we see youth achieving things uh, fairly early. Early bloomers is what you could call them. And then, you know, if they're lucky, they go on to continue to achieve throughout their life along the lines of an artist like Madonna or Taylor Swift is another example. I have no doubt that everything she touches is going to turn out gold well through her older decades. It's hard to imagine a Madonna kind of arriving in her 40s on the scene, right? And it may seem like an obvious truth that certain types of success are out of reach by the time you're past your your 20s, possibly 30s. But the truth is, is that those kinds of dreams are kind of sort of out of reach for most people anyway, regardless of their age. And those stories that our culture tells us about what success looks like is a tiny, tiny subset of success stories. So in honor of the recently passed Betty White, who's someone that I deeply admired, I, of course, know her from her Golden Girls years, uh, but there are probably some of you out there who possibly remember her from her, her earlier works or her later works. I would like to suggest that when we start to feel like the time for us has passed, like all our chances are used up, like we, we might not even be allowed to have dreams anymore because we're just too old. Let's ask ourselves, what would Betty White say? I'm pretty sure you know exactly what Betty White would say. So I'm not going to tell you what she would say, because I'm going to let her say it to you in, in whatever form those words take in your own mind. But what I will suggest is that Betty White would have something to say about being a repeat bloomer. I think she would agree with me that we are not annuals, we are perennials, and that we're meant to live out many iterations of blooming through the length of our stay here on Earth, however long that may be. And let's all hope that we, we live a full century as she did. This is something that humans excel at, the reinvention of the self, because we have been granted long lives. And we've been granted a consciousness that allows us to understand the passage of time. And what that means is that we have the capacity to observe our lives almost from afar, to learn from our experiences, to evolve, not just over generations, but in the course of our own lives, our own singular individual lives. We have that capacity of evolution. That's an amazing thing. And that's what enables us to be repeat bloomers. And that's why it is never too late. It's only our culture that tells us that life has this plot almost like you would find in a novel where there there's there's one plot, right? One major plot in a novel and you have the rising action and then the falling action. And that's what human life looks like. You have the rising action and then the falling action. No. No, that's bullshit. Human life looks more like a spiral or a cycle that looks like a lots of little bumps on a graph. So you have lots of little rising and falling iterations of that same plot line if you if you want to see it that way. And the spiral metaphor is the same thing. It's just a a different shape, but 
you kind of circle around and then come back to the falling action period and then you circle around into the rising action and falling action, etc. What a relief it is to accept and even embrace this visualization of what life is because it means we can get off of that treadmill of extreme and often fruitless effort to keep on rising, rising, rising. It means that if we have somewhere along the way fallen off that treadmill and feel like the chance to make something of ourselves is lost to us at this point, it means that so what? <laughs> because that that idea, that treadmill, that constant and progressive rising action of life is just a constructed way of seeing things. It's, it's not real. And because it's constructed, it's not real. Because it's just a story we tell ourselves about what life looks like, we don't have to participate in that. We could even look at our lives as divided into singular days. What is, what is the plot of today? What is the thing that today is going to make me feel like I've triumphed and summited that mountain just for today? We can bloom like morning glories who open to the light of day and close at night and do it again the next day. So going into this new year, I know that around this time, it can be tough because you feel like there goes another year. What have I done? What have I accomplished? Probably most of us do not feel like we accomplished all the things we wanted to. Life didn't progress or change in the ways that we'd hoped. And as you mature, as you get older, as the years pass by, they do start to feel like they're passing by more quickly. And you start to get anxious, kind of an existential angst, this feeling that you you need to do something with the rest of your life, but it's already too late. (laughs) Here's the thing. The reason that it feels like life goes by quicker and quicker is because there are fewer and fewer new things. When we're kids, when we're young, everything is new. Everything is a learning experience. Everything is a new challenge. Psychologically, that has the effect of expanding life, making it feel like it's going slower because it's fuller. That's just the way our brains work. Well, if I haven't already convinced you that it is not too late for you to do that thing that you've always wanted to do or to work towards achieving your creative dreams, this alone should be enough to convince you that it's worthwhile to expose yourself to new challenges and new experiences, which is what deciding it's not too late is all about. It's about taking that risk. It's about taking that step. It's about stepping off. Doing that will make you feel like time isn't passing quite so quickly and your life will expand and feel richer. So I hope you will join me in this little club of it never being too late. And we can all work with a thought that we're not alone. I'm working hard on revising my novel And I would love to hear about your projects as well. Please don't hesitate to email me. I have a number of listeners who have emailed me about their projects and kept me up to date on where they're going with them. And that's incredibly exciting for me to hear about. It certainly helps me feel a little bit less alone. I hope that 2022 has started off well for you. And I genuinely look forward to exploring more ideas and topics here on this podcast and my blog this year. I'll see you next week.